0: kids gather round for Robin Hush now, Good evening, welcome along to Geordie's here. Jody's there on NUFC matters. Full panel tonight. Good evening, to Stu, Steve, George, Steve, our lead, Mitch, and Kevin, as we uh, talk for an hour about what's going on at Newcastle United. And uh, Stu is sitting in a lofty position tonight because, uh, as often. Um, we uh, we have a little bit of banter Backwards and forwards Prior to coming on We don't plot the shows As you know But uh, Stu always strikes me As someone who's quite calm In in moments of crisis And I wouldn't say We've got a crisis um, At the club But I'd say Sometimes we'll have A crisis on that uh, Twitter uh, that, that, that Social media app Which um, A lot of people now call X of course I'll, I'll end up calling it Twitter For the next four or five years Because I'm not Because I'm that kind of age But it, it just causes absolute mayhem. And uh, Stu often has a, uh, or Mitch, has a, has a calm, a common influence on our fan base and a way of speaking to people. So, Stu, uh, you made some notes today. Over the you. I did.
1: I did.
2: It's something I do every couple of months when rather than just come on and let the emotion take over, I tried to have a bit of rationale to it and write a few things down. So, again, it, it's a lot of it seemed that's. Some of the things that were on Twitter, the knee-jerk reactions, a lot of it was over the top. All of it was incorrect. Uh, And it just highlights there's some self-entitled fricks that embarrassed the majority of the fan base. Uh, Sorry for the use of that word. But these these are some of the things that were written uh, that I've read today and last night. It was our worst performance under Eddie Howe. It was our worst result under Eddie Howe. The word that used that really rankled me, and it was by someone who should know far better, wrote the word. He despised the substitutions. Uh, it was also said that Eddie Howe should be sacked. We should get Mourinho in. Um, again, there was singling out of individual players. Our defence is shit. We bottled it. Pope is rubbish. If ASM was playing, we would have won. All of this uh, goes back to... One thing I wrote was fine margins. First of all, we don't obviously learn or listen to what Bruno said last week. You know, it shows that it does hurt them. It does care. And yes, I understand constructive criticism. If it is constructive criticism, no one's above being criticised and not everyone agreed with some of the things I tweeted and that's their opinion as well. But when you make it personal, if the players weren't trying, then fair enough. But they did. And they got beat, you know, I mean, we got beat of a, a, a Liverpool team that most people think will finish above us. Um, the two words that I've used are fine margins. And you can then start looking at what are the fine margins, kind of define them in a bit more detail. So if Trent Alexander had been sent off, as he rightly should have been, the game would have been different in our favour. And there's a lot of ifs here, but if Bonds had crossed to Callum Wilson instead of holding on for that bit longer... We would have scored there out of sight. If Allison hadn't produced an excellent save, we would tune it up. If Miggy's shot was a few inches inside the post instead of hitting the post, we'd tune it up. If the ball hadn't hit Botman on the arse, we would have won. And it's got nothing to do with the substitutions, it's got it's just football. And honestly, I think this is the first season they've watched. And Going back to the word, and I wouldn't use the word, but the entitlement among the fan base is really, really bad. And sometimes I feel we don't deserve to do better because there's such a overwhelming reaction. So the way I look at it is, in reality, it was a freak result. Isaac was starved of service. Uh, it showed Liverpool are more streetwise than us the game yesterday. Uh, after the red card, we ceased our intense style of play. And to me, that was the main reason. We, we tried to manage the game out by passing backwards and forwards and sideways and everything else. And we tried to make the extra man count by doing that. And there was no passing with purpose. And I genuinely believe if, it finished, if it's finished 11 versus 11, we would have won that game comfortably. And Liverpool sat back and they produced what's now called the low block. Same as... Bournemouth did last year, same as Leeds did last year, same as West Ham did last year. There was about four or five teams that we didn't beat at home. Liverpool are better than all of them, yet we still should have won. Um, Nunes, with two finishes, he hasn't shown before in his whole Liverpool career. He gets, at the end of it, you've got Klopp saying it was the best result they've ever had, better than the, 4-3, uh, the 4-0 3 when they come back, 3-0 down against Barcelona. It was really, really was a freak result, but now I'm going on the positives, which is what we should be doing on here. Gordon has proven to be the player we on this channel have predicted he would be when he was berated by the same knackers, or sorry, the same demanding knackers that think Eddie Howe isn't up to the task. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We are blessed that he is our manager, but he isn't infallible and he will be his most harshest critic he doesn't need, I better not say Dave from wherever it was last time, in case he gets upset. You know, it doesn't need someone to say, oh, he shouldn't be in the job. He will analyse himself. He'll analyse his own performance. And that will benefit us. He learned when we got beat 4-0 at Leicester. He learned when we got beat 5-1 at Tottenham. He learned when we got beat 3-0 at Villa. And I'm sure a 2-1 defeat uh, Liverpool will overcome it. Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, I was annoyed. Yes, I was screaming at my TV to push further, stop sitting back because they will hit us on the counter-attack but it's happened and Chanali looks like he's adapted quickly, so that's another positive what a season he could have because he's already shown glimpses of being a standout player two of our toughest fixtures are out of the way When well, we're actually two goals better off than we were this time last season in the corresponding fixtures so if it does come down to goal difference for European places, those two goals might make a difference to us Another positive is some players aren't fully in their stride yet. They will improve and therefore our results will improve. Uh, and irrespective, I know I've been the one that's saying buying players for the here and now, but our squad is better than it was last year. So we should do just as well, if not better. And we've got coaches and players capable of putting a long and beaten run together. They showed that last season. We need to be getting behind them. And remember, especially when it comes to single players, especially off the standard of of Bruno Guerreiro. Form is temporary; class is permanent. He will rise again, and we will rise again. So that's what I wrote down today.
0: Excellent, mate. Really good, and it, it is always good to sit and reflect. I mean, I I reflected quite quickly last night, and I I, I had my say on the fans forum, but I. I genuinely think the same as you. I think unfortunately sometimes when you're up against ten men, it's such a difficult thing to break down. And you've got to credit Klopp and you've got to credit him for the way that you know he controlled the the narrative, he changed things, and then he brought Nunes on and, and Nunes won't have two better finishes in a game like he had yesterday. No. It was absolutely superb. And it's one of those things you come to it. And I agree. I, I think I said yesterday um on the show last night, I said, you know, ultimately. Look at look at it in, in in the cold reality of day. We're actually better off in the results so far. Yes, we got beat against Liverpool at home last season and this season. Yes, we got beat away at Man City. Yes, we beat Aston Villa at home. Exactly the same results as last year. And for me, there's no need to get carried away um, and and go go daft. But unfortunately, that's what you know certain people do, and I, I, why they do it, I really don't know. Are they are they drunk? Are they under the influence? Who knows? But you know, are they simply looking for clickbait? Um, you know, like that account did when it attacked Bruno last week. Is this what it's all about in life now? Uh, getting likes, getting retweets, getting reposts. Um, if it is, you know, you know, uh, you know, just do it without mentioning Newcastle United because. you're uh, When it started
2: all off, Steve, there was a, and I won't even mention there's a there's a Twitter page with a big following. And basically, it was clickbait, and it was instigating a pile on to Eddie Howe, asking people to rate his his substitutions out of ten or something like that. And it was purely aimed at creating negativity. And Newcastle and supporters shouldn't be doing that. Yes, he, maybe he did make an error, but for me, taking Joe Linton off, he was in, to an all. To an all, he had a great game, but he was blowing up his backside. And when he when he come off, you don't know what they know before they make these decisions. And had, like I say, had had Wilson scored, then that's it. Had Miggy scored, that would... That, but there's loads of ifs, ifs, ifs and ifs. And that's what football is about. And that's why we love it. And it frustrates us in equal measures at times. So we just have to accept it. We have got beat, but we're going to win a lot more than we'll lose this season. And the three teams we played at the start of the season, or, at, or the old Beatles last season, and yes, the, the, we beat Fuller at home, but we beat them at home again comprehensively. And now we go and uh, run of fixtures. West Ham showed Brighton on the team that everyone was bigging them up to be. We have a coach and staff that will be doing their homework now, and they'll be determined to get things back on an even keel. And I think this will hurt the players as well, because it is embarrassing, 10 men against 10 men for an hour. But they've got professional pride, and thankfully they've got the talent to, to make sure that we will come back fighting. And they'll come out swinging, and I can see it's going to a long and beaten run from now.
0: And Steve Middlemas, yes, football is for opinions at the end of the day, and everyone is entitled. But when you're having a pop at the club on social media by behind a lot of these, a lot of these accounts, a faceless accounts, um, you know, we saw what happened last week with, with Bruno and, and it affects the players. And if you think as a supporter that you're entitled just to have a pop at a player or have a pop at the manager who done so much for the club in a short space of time. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's all right to do that. I just, I just think it's wrong. I just, I just think it's wrong. By all means, go to your local pub and see your mates and have a bit crack with the lads down the pub and, and vent your spleen there. Why do you go on social media, type 160 characters in and have a pop where the players can read it? And you know what I mean? It, it, it does affect the dynamics. Bruno came out and told you that last week. And that's exactly why people shouldn't have done it this weekend. But again, you know, it's, it's it's people on Twitter. Uh, you know, it's becoming it's becoming an absolute nightmare, and and that's what's changing the face of football behind the scenes. Steve Wilkinson, good evening. Um, yeah, what's your what's your views on all of this? Well, I've I've put
1: my uh, bit on the on the under name the name is trusting Eddie because he, he, he couldn't win yesterday if he, if he if he left Anthony Gordon on and, and left Dizak on and with the same result had happened he would have been slated. Um, what he what he did was make the same substitute changes. Five minutes later than normal. Actually, it's usually about sixty-five minutes when when he's taken off. Wils, uh, taken off Isaac and and Gordon and brought on uh, Barnes and, and Wilson. He's done it in the other two games. Uh, it came off uh, two weeks ago when we we're playing Villa and we were three-one up at the time and they came on and, and and got two two more goals between them. If the same thing had happened yesterday, we were chasing the game trying to get well. No, I wouldn't say chasing the game. Well, one 0 ahead and you know if if we'd sat back and just defended he would have got slated for that as well. If he'd just he'd taken a, a striker off and uh, brought another defender on, he would have got slated for that. So he, he made the change that produced goals the other week when we weren't getting that second goal. So I, praise to him for that. And it, and it nearly came off. If Barnes' pass had been slightly behind where it was, um, it would have been an identical goal to the one he got against Villa, Wilson. Um, so I, 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 I've got no criticism for that at all, but that's where he's getting the criticism for the substitutions. um. The only one I think I would have made in, in terms of substitutions was when they brought Harvey 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 Elliott on. I think maybe we needed a, a fresher pair of legs in midfield at that time, and maybe that was the time to bring Anderson on um, rather than, than later to, to 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 put that area you know strengthen that area because they'd they'd already sacrificed a forward with the Luis Diaz when the, when uh, Van Dyke got sent off. So we, we maybe didn't need three up front. So we could have. You know, maybe Miggy. Although in nearly scored two fantastic goals. You know, that's the the fine margins that she was talked about. That he he has a fantastic shot. It it bounces against the post. He he does that great run, and and Nelly gets. You know, he could have got goal of the month again, for, like he did last season two, on two occasions yesterday. Um, and the fine margins is he, he hit the woodwork twice and it went out. Uh, Nunes hits the post and it goes in. You know, it, it's it's fine margins and it was fine margins last week. I I use that expression. Against Man City, if that shot from Alvarez had been maybe two inches nearer to, to to Pope, he would have put he would have parried it wide, and so it, it, it's still fine margins. And we've we've lost against two of the top teams that will be there or thereabouts next season, as they were last season. So it, it doesn't worry me at all at the, the present situation. And I think uh, as we go forward, um, you know, we've we got nothing to worry about.
0: No, definitely not. Fine margins is definitely the uh, the go-to word uh, today. I think for this, uh, George, we had your, um, you know, we had your views, of course, last night on the uh, on the fans forum. Uh, how are you feeling twenty four hours later?
3: Uh, same, happy uh, we're moving. We'll move forward after that. Um, and I look at it in a football sense and and in a fans sense. The only bit that bothers me about the fans is that. Um, I don't know how many of you have done it, but I've actually been in the ground when we've been beaten and our fans have applauded away players off the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think we'd get that today? I'm not sure we would. Um, and that bothers me. That, that uh, That's a dynamic I, I could do without. Um, the, well, the most recent example, which some of you might have been there, was when Vardy was about to break Shearer's record of 12 goals in 12 consecutive matches and he was on the pitch at St James's Park for Leicester when Leicester were winning the league. And he did it. And I think even he was surprised that when he was substituted, he got a standing ovation. Now, do you think we'd get there at the moment? And, 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 and you're right, Steve, it's it's the poison that some people drip in on here and other places, on Twitter rather than other places, that kind of spoil that, and, and that spoils it for me. Back to the match, what we're what, what talking about. For me, it was it was fairly straightforward. It, 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 when I when I look at it back again, we had a manager. I hate to say it. A good manager. Oh my God, that's like poison <laughs> on my tongue. Saying that Klopp's a good manager. Anyway, he gambled like any good manager would. He's got ten minutes, and he's one 0 down. So what does he do? He puts his best attacking player on. He doesn't he doesn't defend. He's thinking, well, all right, we might lose two nil, we might lose three, but at least we're going to have a go, and that's what he did. He just gambled, and the gamble paid off. And and you're absolutely right as well, Steve. Add the fine margins to all of that, um, it was still a good game, still a good game. So, yeah. for me, it is it isn't a disaster that people are are, are making out and. On television today, there was a little bit on BBC at lunchtime, which was was awful. Um, But we'll we'll bounce back. That's where we're going. For goodness sake, all of you out there that are enjoying this for the first time, you know, I've had 76 years of it. Sometimes it's, well, no wonder I've got no hair, because I was about to say, well, I'll tear my hair out. Well, it's too late. It's already gone. Uh, But you know what I mean? It's just... And it's it's so positive for me at the moment. So please, 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 just enjoy
0: it. Have a good time. If you want to be depressed, get yourself down to uh, Goodison. They've got a, a, a big, a big fine, maybe, <laughs> maybe points deduction coming in in October, in the bottom, <laughs> in the bottom of the league. So uh, if you, if you want to groan and mumble, get yourself down to Everton. Uh, Steve, good evening, mate. Steve, Hi, you, What's 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 your views?
4: Um, well, I mean, very similar to everybody else in terms of the the uh, the reaction to the defeat. I think yeah, you know, I understand where people come from when they when they it, when it's disappointment, but then it gets wrapped up in uh, abuse and it gets into name calling and, and you know immediately everyone who they consider has had a bad game is the worst player since sliced bread, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, I mean, let's let's look at the game itself. The game the game was was excellent, um, there was some fine football played, it needed two really good teams to put a performance in like that and I thought that we dominated all the way through, um, I mean the sending off, Let's take well let's take the booking first uh, did the referee react a little bit too quickly to what Trent did which was basically just throw the ball back on the pitch in a peak, you know, fit of peak if you like he, he thought he should have had a free kick so he threw the ball on expecting it to be a free kick or implying that it should have been And the referee quickly reacted, which meant that when he did pull back uh, one of our players, um, the referee was then in a quandary. And we talked about referees last week and what what can happen. Um, And he didn't he didn't he didn't send him off. He didn't book him. So that was that was one of those margins that that completely out of the hands of Eddie Howe. And then you get the sending off um, and the length of time it took for the player to walk off the pitch. I was more annoyed about that. Than, than anything else when it got to half-time, um, which was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he, the referee then just stood and, and just took mountains of abuse from, from from the Liverpool players. You know, where's the authority gone? Um, that, that, for me, was was really annoying. Um, we lost a little bit of shape in the second half, but we kept going. We kept, we kept moving forward. Um, and as you say, those fine margins are you hit the inside of a post and then they have a breakaway where it comes off the back of one of our players. And the ball ends up in the back of the net. Um, that's 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 football. That's what you have to put up with. I think this season is going to be an interesting season. I don't think it's going to be like last season, um, or rather the, the the season before, where you know you had two teams that are skating away with it. I think I think that the the teams at the top are going to take points off each other. You know, I I can see I can see. Um, you know, yes, we've lost points against Liverpool and against Man U, but I can see Chelsea losing points against Liverpool. I can see Liverpool losing points against Man U, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is the way that I think the game is is going to be. It's going to be a really, really interesting season, and we just, as you say, we we just got to stick it out. We've just got to carry on playing what we what we what we the way that we we Eddie has designed us to play. He'll learn from it. He'll learn from and he'll analyse the things that he perhaps thinks didn't go wrong. We've talked about his game management before. Um, and I suppose with that comes the substitutions, uh, the timing of the substitutions more than anything. Or do you make a substitution regardless? Or do you make a substitution based on on something that the opposition, which is a reactionary substitution? Kev's the coach. Kev, when we get eventually get to the far end and Kev gets an opportunity to speak, uh, Kev, I'm sure I'll be able to sort of uh, give that a little bit more of a, a sort of uh, professional approach to it than than the sort of Scattergun approach that I would give, but all in all, you know, third game of the season, we just carry on, we just we just keep going. Um I'm also, I suppose, my deepest concern wasn't the, wasn't the result, but it was the injury to Botman, and let's hope it's not too serious.
0: Yeah, Craig Hope uh, came out this afternoon and, and basically allayed fears that it was anything more serious, um, and and that's good news. So we yeah. we, we obviously need to wait until. Eddie House press conference. I, I doubt anything will come out of the club until uh Friday, but um, yeah, it's not as serious. What's the worst case scenario that could mean maybe he misses the Brighton game, he has a week off for the international break, and he's back for Brentford? But uh, we will wait and see all speculation at the moment. But Craig Hope tends not to tweet something unless it's uh fairly accurate. Alba Lead, good evening. Your uh, your views, please, on um, the uh, the defeat yesterday.
5: Uh, good evening, uh, all. Uh, I believe there is uh, too many right answers into this. Uh, uh, I listened uh, to the, today uh, to new show, The Breakfast 40. Uh, Steve uh, was w- really well done. And I well, like what you, you said. That... As, sorry? Thank you. Ah, sure. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, I like the, when you said uh, uh, it's not about um, maybe... Uh, how changed, changed uh, the result as it's as uh, when he come uh, to the field uh, he really was uh, lucky and uh, uh, and i think Idy Howe, how uh, the comf- uh, and then you have ctv uh, he said something about i believe he, he, he like said that uh, they have maybe kind of better uh, speaking of liverpool they have better substitution uh, they did the, th- the thing uh also I like what Sergio says, it's uh, like a gambling also. Uh, I will add to that. It's uh, I think it was one to teach uh club a lesson, punish him with with heavy result. Uh for me, I think the most thing uh, really uh, يعني, uh, was uh, was weird for me why uh, after the change it's not about the substitution as it's what been told the players to, when they get in why there was spaces why uh, the midfield the defenders midfielder why they are away from the defense line uh, i think the club uh, tactics for these two goals which are they so similar it wasn't a coincidence he really played on uh, on these spaces we give them spaces at uh, at the end uh, so uh, as i said there is too many right answers um, but I'm happy that that we are so we were so close to for Liverpool. This was really great. We were the better team. It just uh, I think they you know, they got very 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 lucky.
0: Okay, Woodsa, uh, I'll read your coming out. How are you, lads? He says we've all called out players and managers, including all of you, Joe Linton, Bruce. Bruce wasn't a player for us, but I get where you're coming from. He says we're all guilty of it, so don't try and say it's a small minority. I guess would What we're trying to say is, yes, when when the team was horrendous under Bruce, I think we were all probably well within our rights to be vexing uh, our you know annoyance at, at the club and the way it was run. From my perspective, um, when the club is doing as well as it's doing at the moment, let's keep it off social media. I think that's that's what we're trying to say tonight. Mitch, good evening, mate. People are expecting a rant.
6: I don't know if there's a rant coming as such, but I tell you what I want to know is what's the best thing about being a Newcastle fan at the minute, Steve.
0: <laughs> you know what? I nearly, opened, I nearly opened the show with that line because you two were there, and I thought I was for the professionals. But you me thunder. Um, to be uh, honest, I think a lot of these—I think a lot of these people who've been there uh, having a pop—I think they've had about ten bottles of Malverno before they tweeted last night. Um, Steve, interrupt. I've got that because I thought it was compulsory now.
5: <laughs> I'm going to get
1: this for a few Cheers.
5: weeks I'm afraid Cheers.
6: Cheers. <laughs> um, I think it's the, it, it really to echo what everybody said the, the, the thing I was frustrated more than anything else last night frustrated to they've lost to fine margins I don't think enough's been said about that save from Allison. not just the save but the, the awareness then and the upper body strength to get up and get to the rebound and scramble that around the, around the post as well. Um, that whole combination of game awareness and fitness and ability, um, you're not seeing many of them. he could have that shot another 200 times and he'd score 198 eight of the times, I think. Uh, I really do. And, and that just changes the whole complexity of the gear. But um, it was noticeable to me that at times when we were man-up, we're so used to the, hel- the skelter of the press and the way that we play. We almost didn't know what to do. We mm. had too much of the ball, almost. Um, and that I found frustrating. I find it frustrating to lose to Klopp. I find it frustrating to lose to a, a clubhouse fan base I'm increasingly losing respect for. I used to have a lot of time for the Liverpool fan base and now, because I think they're looking for one over their shoulder, it was coming like a steam chin behind them, getting a bit snide about it all. And and, and that frustrates me, particularly in a a country full of plastic Liverpool fans who some of them couldn't find Anfield on a map. Um, And so that frustrates me. I was more frustrated than anything else. Um, To openly go and use words, and it's not just faceless Twitter accounts, by the way, it's some who are very well-known to use quite um, disparaging terms and language about some of the decisions made, I find very disappointing. There's no need for that. Um, We are able to criticise, yes, and I'm happy to criticise where criticism is due. Um, But I think we've got to come away at the minute trying to keep that level of positivity around because again, on another day, Um, we win that game comfortably. One of the other two chances and goes 2-0 up, the game's dead. Um, If if ever there was a bit of a smash and grab raid, to kind of phrase, to kind of something we used to get accused of last season, that was it. Chuck and Nunes on, as my dad says, is a gamble, and it was a gamble that worked. Um, I mean, he had no to lose. He's down to 10 men and he's 1-0 down. You might as well give it a go and lose two or three. Um, does it show that we have things to still work on? Yes, I would say at times our defensive positioning yeah, it was poor. There's times, um, you know, Burn, particularly when he moved inside, for the second goal, I think his positioning was poor. I think there was times I could say Trippier almost had sent her back. Okay. And people were being dragged here, there, and everywhere. Once Liverpool Liverpool did very well when they went down to ten to be organized. And the talk were lesson in organization, if anything else. Because we the more organized they became, the more disorganized we seem. Seemed and only able to make that extra man make a difference when we know it should have done, um, and and that's the thing for me. It's 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 frustration more than anything else, um, and I think to let that spill over to damning criticism using disparative language. I think uh, disparaging language. I think is poor. Um, yes, we're all guilty of it sometimes. Again, myself usually out frustration more than anything else. Um, so you have to temper it all. Um, bigger picture and all of that, we're, we're still going in the right kind of direction and still playing good football. That was two good football teams to make that match. And so uh, we, we we still come away with things we can take from that that are positives, but the negatives, well, that's, that's what Eddie Howe's paid to work on, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and it's an interesting point, Kev, that Mitch makes about the you know the tactics. It's what I was trying to say yesterday. Credit the Klopp. I mean, how's record against Klopp isn't very good at all. Newcastle's record against Liverpool isn't very good at all. You have to go back to the, the tactical mart- uh, master in uh, Steve McLaren to find a home win, as uh, Toon Stato told us, um, on, on on his summer <clears throat> up at the weekend. And, and another thing, dropping Salah into midfield... The work Salah did yesterday in the midfield was was superb, and that comes down to what Mitch was saying about you know making us disorganised, and that comes down to tactics. That's that's Klopp getting them in the dressing room at half time and saying this is what we need to do, and and a lot of the histrionics and a lot of the stuff. I, I did laugh at Moza's comment, but I was so angry leaving the ground yesterday. That's me and Alan McKenzie to know and, and the scouser, who wound his window down to have a go. I asked if he'd nicked that Range Rover, which is which is funny. That's jolly humor, scouse humor. They, they, will, they will have appreciated that, but again, Mazza's going on about Klopp, she can't stand Klopp, etc. But well, that's very clever, isn't it? By Klopp, he gets everybody focused on him so that the team can go and do what they want to do.
7: Oh, well, absolutely, he's one of the world's top managers, you know. Um, you know, you got like whoever said he gambled. And that's what we do as a coach. We gamble when we have to gamble when the when we're backs against the wall. And I completely agree with Mitch what you said. That Allison save, it. if I that'll be the save of the season by the end of it, because that was truly world class. Um, how that didn't go in, I've got no idea. But hey, that again, then those are the very very fine margins. And I, I say this all the time: football's a perfectly imperfect game, meaning the fine margins. Of the game because we get very frustrated at something that looks beautiful to watch, beautiful to see, nothing comes of it. But then you could have a crap touch and somebody has it off his arse and it'll bubble in and we'll score. So it's a beautiful imperfect game in the world. That's why we get so frustrated. And again, I agree with Mitch, I wasn't frustrated yesterday. I was just yeah, not angry, sorry, more frustrated based on I thought we had a lack of intensity right from the start. I thought. You know, the fa- I, I heard the atmosphere on the TV, I cranked it up, I had the soundbar going, and the atmosphere was fantastic. And if we ma- ma- uh, married that on the, on the pitch, I think we could have went to town with Liverpool yesterday and it didn't occur. I thought we were very slow. Um We kept the ball really well. I thought we'd done that part of the uh, job fantastically well until we got to the final third. Once... Uh, Van Dijk gets sent off. Again, play like you said. Plays in a very low, very low block. By the way, when you have to pull seller in to make a five or whatever they played, or float around with Gakpo and that and all that sort of stuff. Um, there was a lack of space in the middle third for that to occur. So we had to go sideways. We had to go backwards. We had to find a different way. But again, with as we've discussed on this, we've got really no player to unlock that door when we play against a team in a low block and I've said this for years once we play why once we play in a low a team against in a, in a low block then we struggle we genuinely struggle I would have unfortunately I love Mickey to death but I would have pulled him at half time and I would have put Harvey Barnes on and kept Gordon on and flip-flopped him or vice versa or whatever because I think Gordon had um, Trent Alexander on, uh, Arnold in his back pocket to be fair I would have ran at him I would have kept giving him the ball I would have forced the issue down that side. And yes, he could have been sent off. But again, that's a completely different game if Trent Alexander gets sent off at different times in the in the, in the first half. Yeah, but again, you know, you've got to get with the parody accounts and the true accounts, you know, we've all got opinions. We've all got these standards that we uphold and how the game goes and all the rest of it. And it, it's just, unfortunately, it's sad. You know, it's very sad for me. It's as sad as a fan base that they have to stoop that low to give criticism where sometimes maybe it's due. We all get, we can all shout at a player. I've done it. I've done it. Like we've said, everybody's done it, but you know, I, that's why I don't respond. I don't talk. I don't, after games or even, that's why I come on these work and let it out a little bit. I don't even say anything. I just let it Mm -hmm. out where I can and talk to my, shout at my wife and shout at my missus and, and, my kids and all that sort of stuff and let it out that way and I let it out in a different way. I come outside and whatever and let it out in a different in a different way, being more positive. But yeah, I think um, moving forward, I think we'll be okay. It's just understanding again from a tactical standpoint, not that Eddie's been outdone, but I think he's been outdone twice in a sense um, from Pep... Yeah. Greatest manager in the Absolutely.
3: world,
7: and Jurgen Klopp, who's not too bad himself. So I think he's been genuinely done twice and he hasn't been able to figure out a plan B or C. Yes, then you look at the substitutions that he's made, weren't great, weren't great times. You know, everybody's got an opinion about that, but you've got to understand that's he within game moments, that's what you have to react to. He Klopp made a triple substitution or a double sub, so you have to react to that of what players you have available. They can't. We can't just say it, hey, put this player on, put that player on, put this player on, whoever it is. You have to react to the circumstance of what the game, how the game flow is. So, yeah, look, we'll move on. It is what it is. I said we'll have seven points by the end of this, but well, we've only got, uh, what, six less than that? One or uh, no, four, sorry, three, sorry. Um, yeah. So, three. So, um, So, yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on to Brighton. I think their result was quite of a surprise this past weekend because I thought they would have been on par, not better than us or anybody in the Premier League, but I thought they would be very strong at home and it seems like they've been found out, not found out, but got done by West Ham. So, um, yeah, let's move on. We'll go forward and we'll uh, hopefully go down to Brighton and again provide a response, which which we need. And that's what the players would be Eddie'd be asking and I ask for them for my players respond. And I don't think we've done that after Man City and I think it has to happen now going into Brighton.
0: Yeah, has to happen. Uh, let's uh, go to a quick ad break. We'll be back after this. A big thanks to all our sponsors Skips and Bins. You can find them at skipsandbins.com or telephone 0800 25, 25 3 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com website skipsandbins.com Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Big thanks to Mr. Vicky's sources, handmade in Cumbria. You can order them from their website, mrvicky's.co.uk, or by telephoning 01768 210102 A big thanks also to New Workwear. Uh, you can find them at newworkwear.com. They are an agile and dedicated workwear provider. Welcome back as well to United Travel. Uh, they are a UK coaches firm and they are based in uh, the Northeast. They've got 2024 20, tours and you can contact them on 01670 632 460 or mobile 0791 4174. Email info at unitedgrouptravel.com and they've got a website, which is unitedgrouptravel.com. There's no strangers on there tours, just people you haven't met yet. Big thanks to them for their sponsorship. Big thanks as well to Media Arts, and they supply all the video technology. If you want to become a member and get a cup, a pen, a membership card, and a scarf, then get your smartphone and put it over this QR code. It will take you straight to the membership pack. It's a £25 one-off fee. You can also go to NUFC Matters website and search membership pack to book today. If you want to help the channel, then subscribe to it by hitting the subscribe button. Hit the thumb up under the video to like the video and click share to share to your other social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast providers. Don't forget we help the food bank on this channel. If you want to do so virtually, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and make a donation today. The Alan Shearer raffle is back on. 150 tickets, one pound a ticket, Win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer Ball. End of the day at nufcmatters.com. And don't forget as well, the Kieran Trivia signed print is up for grabs. 99 tickets at a pound. Get yourself on nufcmatters.com. But that we've also got some great signed items up for sale on there and uh, all the usual t shirts. And uh, those of you who have got Dab Radio uh, in the Northeast, don't forget you can tune into the Tune Radio tomorrow morning, seven o'clock until nine o'clock. Uh, I'll be on there with uh, Rick the Borough fan. Uh, and Dave Roberts, another Borough fan we are still trying to get him to come on to the, uh, to the show but uh, should be an interesting show tomorrow morning, it was uh, a lot of fun doing it and thanks for the kind comments and those who uh, text in this morning. Okay. Um, as often, uh, we do get people tweeting us, asking us to bring something up uh, in the show. So, Kevin, I'm going to come to you first with this one. Chris Hall said, uh, Question about the night show Would you take a trophyless season if it meant finishing in a Champions League spot? A lot of emphasis in the documentary uh, that is shown on Amazon about how important it is. I would, as it builds the foundations, and I think trophies will come. So, Chris wants to know um, Would you go for a trophyless season this season, Kevin, if it meant finishing in a Champions League spot? No. Champions, Champions League draw on Friday,
7: of course No, I want a trophy Because that will build the foundation to go forward That's what we're in the game to do We're not here just to make the numbers up We're here to win trophies um, However that comes By hook or by crook You know, whatever uh, FA Cup Whatever cup we're in We need a trophy in that uh, trophy cabinet Because it's getting obviously very, very bare As we all know um, But, you know Again, my world, get the finals, get us uh, runners up, whatever. But we're looking to chase goal. We're looking to chase you know, and, and develop winners, essentially. And we need to develop winners. Look at Man City, they've developed winners over 15 years. And that's what we need to do. Um, that's the benchmark. That's the standard. So I'll go and chase a trophy. Yes, if we finish in the top five, top six, whatever, that would be a fantastic season. But I want a trophy.
0: Nothing wrong with that, Mitch, what's your views then? because obviously the, the yeah. PIF and the owners are cre- are very very clear Champions League, and I think it might have caused a little bit of a problem because the what you, you get one bite at it and the money that's going to come with this Champions League run, whatever the run is uh, whether it's just getting through the group stages or or whatever there's going to be good money coming in if we you know if, if we have a good cup run and don't win a cup and finish sixth they not they're, they're going to feel a bit miffed, I think.
6: My heart says trophy, mm. but come to know and semi-understand the murky world of football finance over the last few years, my head says Champions League qualification Yeah, is the must. Um, yeah, you solve it by winning the Champions League, that would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be probably a very newcastle United way of doing things. Let's find the most obscure and obtuse route to satisfy both problems, win the bloody thing. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's the understanding how we need to make FFP work for us, how we need to build the, um, the sponsorships, the catching up we have to do on six clubs in particular really relies on repetitive Champions League qualification. Um, It seems to be the way modern football is going. If you look at the disrespect shown by many top clubs and managers to the cup competitions these days. And now the FA Cup coming under the uh, potential auspices of the Premier League. And they're now already dropping replays and playing games in midweek. It's losing its prestige as a competition. It's being relegated. And so I think the owners would prefer Champions League every season and the trophies will come around that (coughs) once you've got an established squad. Um, But, of course, my heart says stick a piece of silver with a black and white ribbons on and uh, you'll probably not see me for a fortnight. You'll have to send the search (laughs)
0: parties out. Waleed Champions League at all costs or would you like to see a trophy instead? Uh,
5: Well, I believe Newcastle ready for a trophy and uh, I hope we go far in uh, FA Cup uh, and Newcastle the King of Cup and uh, I believe this... This cup, we can win it. Just need, if uh, have need to do some little adjustment, she, any, changing some some little bit of uh, stuff. I think he will reach some uh, point, but he, he need he need the plan B, especially against uh, the top teams.
0: Okay, Steve.
4: Oh, you know what. Which is right? If you look at the you look at the documentary and you you hear the owners. Uh, their priority is Champions League. So their priority is the bottom line. It's the cash. It's then how they can then have that money to build the club and boost the club and build it and build it and build it. Get that momentum. It's the financial momentum that's then going to bring the success momentum, if you like. And I suppose it depends on whether people class finishing in the top four as successful every season. Um. For me, there's there's one thing that's been hanging over in Newcastle United now for 65 years, and that's a trophy. And I think if we could get that hoodoo off our back, I think that would placate an awful lot of the other problems that perhaps maybe some of the fan base have. Maybe we would no longer be screaming at players. Um, maybe we would think twice about screaming at players if we'd actually won something. Um, and we realized that, you know, we are not. The perennial runners up in everything that, and every time we go to Wembley or to a cup final. um, I would like to see that hoodoo taken off of Steve. I'd like to see a trophy, but I understand where the owners are coming from from a financial perspective. But uh, I don't think many Newcastle fans would simply be happy if we just qualified for the Champions League every year because they would just be screaming that we qualified in fourth, or third, or second. Because to to qualify in first place we'd have had to win a trophy. And and that's not that's not what the question was. The question was a trophy or champions league. We could always win the championship and get into the Champions League as well in in one season, I suppose. But uh, you know, gotta gotta prioritize a cup. You know, that that's what Newcastle United is all about. We've got to get that off our back.
0: OK, it's an interesting question. I mean, we've had this kind of question before, but obviously three games into a new season, it's, it's interesting. And lots of people saying the trophy. George, are you the same? Would you like to see a trophy? Yeah. Oh,
3: it's a hard one because I he it's absolutely right. Uh, from a point of view of the owners and financial matters, Champions League's it. It's got to be it. it, it it's, it's, the, uh, it's, it's the glue that will stick it all together, in my opinion. The other bit of us, of course, is the high, it's a head thing. Um, I just remind... Well, don't remind you, because some of you won't know. My first game in 1945 was FA Cup, February FA Cup. First leg, first leg notice against Barnsley. We would be Barnsley 4-2, St. James's, And then on Wednesday night, the next week, lost, lost the return leg 3-0. Now, the people in the... Football League did did that, or the FA did that, because the big clubs didn't like sharing their, their gate money. It was so many percent to the home team and so many percent to the, to the away team. So they thought, well, we'll have two games, two legs, and they can keep their own money, and there's no argument about sharing. The only trouble is, in February in 1945, the, the pitches were like cloud fields, <laughs> and they forgot about replays. They didn't even think about what you did with the replay um, after the first leg. Do you have a replay, or where do you have it? Do you have two legs of the replay? I don't think the organisation, the FA, and the Premier league score any better. To be honest, uh, you, the lads are saying, you know, what they're trying to do and, and are trying to do with with the FA Cups, nothing short of a disgrace. It was one of the it was one of the world's premier. Premier competitions Not just a, a, a UK one And it's and it's be, rapidly becoming a nothing So um, Short answer to your question I've got to My me, 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 me head says it's got to be Champions League But my heart would love to see something silver With black and
0: white on it as well Okay Same question of course to you Steve Wilkinson
1: Yeah I'm going for both And there's no reason why we can't do both Because we're in a stronger position to do both than we were last season. We got to the Carabao Cup final, so we kind of, um, you know, why we might have played the earlier rounds. We certainly did. There wasn't uh, Mayer or somebody who played in the first round with a few understrength players. We've now got a better squad, and we can we can rest a, a, a good first team and still put a strong team out. So no reason why we can kind of get to the final again. And it, it was only one one game we lost, so that didn't affect how we played in the rest of the league and, and getting into the Champions League last year. Same goes on the FA Cup. We put a, too many changes when we played Chef Wade. And, and I think, uh, again, this season, we wouldn't have to do that because we've got a, got a stronger squad. So I don't see any reason why you kind of go for both. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the big difference now is that going back to the days George was talking about and, and how important it was to win the, the FA Cup and how much it was respected globally, uh, you didn't have the money involved in, this, in the same way. There wasn't 45 million for winning the league. Um, like there is now for what that what the outcome of that is. So, um, I, I don't see any reason why we're going for both, but I think we've got to look at the bigger picture, and I think that does mean Champions League.
0: Okay, Stu,
2: um, the <coughs> simple answer would be both, <laughs> you yeah, know, but that's if you to choose one or the other, well, why can't we have both? That, that's the thing. That's the, the green side of it. Uh, I have to create what everyone said there. With the head Financially, um, being in the Champions League gets us recognised more globally, which brings money, etc. Um, so, you, it, it, of course, it attracts better players, it makes better teams. But I think most of us are of an age yet, we're a bit romantic. And if we're, I think Steve said, was it 68 years since we last won a domestic trophy? So, I think the last thing, last domestic thing that we put our trophy in was George's Shin Gods. So, w- wouldn't, it nice, uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice to have a, have a trophy to, to celebrate? <laughs> we aren't an accountants. And if you look at the Venger Out stuff, because they were just finished third or fourth of the year, it becomes stale and monotonous for them. Tottenham, yes. They recognise as a big club now because of the Champions League qualification. But if you ask their fans, they'd rather have won a trophy at some stage. So it's a really delicate question. But at least there were 125 Newcastle fans there in February for the cup final. Uh, so that's what the fans think about us. Uh, of what they think. We all want that I was there. Uh, and that's why I know we talked about it on Saturday on The Professionals. You won't remember, Steve, so I'll remind you. It was like when we get Champions League games away, how many people will travel? And it's just it, I was there. And that's what supporting the club's about. That, that's what being a fan is, to celebrate the, the good times, not just to, to qualify each and every season for it. Of course, that would be great and it'd make the figures look fantastic. But you want to sit back and Ten years time, twenty years time. Tell your children, tell your grandchildren, I was there when your castle won that trophy. And of course, I understand all the arguments for for head, but for me, I, I want to still win a trophy.
0: Okay, I want to finish off with uh, international uh, story, and uh, we'll start with you, Stu. Uh, you're smiling, you're beaming there. Uh, JC and Steve Clark managed to uh, have a conversation clearly with Elliot Anderson and his family, and uh, he's chosen Scotland. Um, I think it's the right move. I, 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 you know, I, I think it's great for him. Uh, what, what, what's your view? He's happy to have him in a blue shirt.
2: I'm delighted to have him a blue shirt. I, 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 he's played well every time he's come on this season as well. Uh, I think yesterday he he's tried to get the ball forward and be directed at the defenders because he made it too easy for them to to get the breath back because they couldn't live with us for the first half hour. Uh, another what if if I hadn't fouled. Likely to put his two up, it's a different game. But back to Anderson, I, I really think he can be a mainstay in that Scotland he, he has power, he has, he, he's shown that he's not getting a mix, he's not failing by I'm, 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 and these are all the more experienced pros. I think he relishes it. And, and Scotland's very much like what Newcastle, like squad wise, not, not ability wise, don't get from Newcastle. Scotland uh, 19 out of 10. But uh, the togetherness and the team spirit, and, and I think it'll be a team's transition for him. And I'm quite sure they'll blood him in, the, in the first game uh, because then he can only play for Scotland. The second game of Scotland play will be uh, in the 50th anniversary of the Scottish Football Association and they playing against England. Now, England could be. If, if uh, well, I would imagine that have someone who could be at Newcastle this week. Now, this is maybe a little pen and prediction, or where, however you want to put it. Mr Harry Maguire is strongly linked with us, and that's what I've heard from inside the club. Uh, Mr Ashworth is trying to get him in on loan this season. God, no. Uh, well, I'm not happy about that myself, but if he's injured, if he's injured, you, know, you don't know the club now, then you've, you've seen so many times different journalists say different things and you'll get six journalists saying six things and only one you be right on but uh I've heard trying to get McGuire the money to reduce his or take part of the the salary which in normal circumstances might helping us but it might actually help them to get them out out of the building Um, whether that would be a good thing or not but that's what
1: I've heard
0: well, we'll we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah, your sound has been playing. Uh, up I have I have let it go, but um, we're, we're we're nearly at the end of the show, Stu. So uh, we, we got what you were making. Nobody nobody didn't hear what you were saying, which is fine. Just obviously internet issues tonight. Steve Wilkinson um, Anderson. It's uh, it's an interesting one. Um, going to Scotland, but I, I think I think Stu's right. I think he'll do really well there. I think he will,
1: and I think he'll get a game, which he wouldn't do for England. I think he he hasn't come through the the, the route of the. The, the younger England under twenty ones and things in the same way that Anthony Gordon has I think there's a there's a chance Anthony Gordon on his current form might get into the England team uh, England squad anyway after what he's just done in the last few games and particularly on Sunday I think uh, I think Southgate was there yesterday wasn't he which uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah and, and Pope, 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 like... always, Pope, Pope always Pope always <laughs> has one of them like he didn't have a bad game oh, at all oh, yesterday God, but he no. never he never played his best game yeah. when he's there.
1: So I think um, it's good news for him. I think he'll relish, getting, and he'll get, get, get a full game playing for Scotland, which you, he wouldn't get for England for a while. So it's great for him. He gets, he gets a full game for, uh, you know, experience for us uh, in some ways, playing in a full-strength full, full strength team. Um, great news, and I, I wish him well, and uh, look forward to him playing against England at uh, Wembley in, uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks' time.
0: Yep, George, good move for Anderson oh, to play international. Absolutely, football for
3: absolutely. The the, <coughs> the Scottish bit of me is cheering, I've got to say. Uh, and uh, from the boys' point of view, with Scotland, you'll have a long and interesting international career. With chances of that happening with England are remote because sooner or later, players who live north of Watford have that uh, on that uh, on my back. Look at Phil Foden. Phil Foden should be a, a fixture in the team. He struggles to get on a substitute. So Elliot Anderson would go into that lot. And, then, and that's not new. It's uh, Look at all the players we've had who, who should have had caps and didn't. Uh, you don't need me to name them. Jackie Milburn, Len White... Iver, go back to Ivor Broadus. Ivor Broadus used to talk about he didn't go on the England team because of the Blazers. Who were the Blazers? The selection committee. Um, no, it, 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 uh, for Elliot Anderson, right move, and he'll have a long and great career with Scotland. And I think, actually, Scotland might build on him if he keeps progressing the way he is, uh, and not long before we'll see him as captain, I would think. So, smashing, great and, and good for the lad as well.
0: Yeah, Steve. I mean, it, he's playing playing for them at the right time as well. They've got a good manager, got a good coach in JC, and um, Scotland's doing quite well. It has to be said on the international uh, on the international um, scene. Yeah,
4: absolutely on the up. And uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago uh, when it was first mooted, and uh, I think virtually to a man, we all said that Scotland was the better bet. I remember rattling off the names. I've just put them down on the side here. And, you know, Bellingham, Saka, Grealish, Foden... Rice Mount Madison Phillips Eze Gallagher Henderson Ward Prowse that's who he was that's who he would be behind if he tried to break into the England squad and we know that the, like you say the England manager comes up and he watches and you know he's had a, he would have had an opportunity um but I don't think that, that opportunity would come this season with England um and the lad has to think of his career and he has to think what's best for him and I think uh, it's it's a great it's a great chance. And I tell you what, it's a big boost for Newcastle United as well because we've got another international in the squad. We've got a young lad who's going to learn. We've got a young lad who's going to be playing on the international stage. He's also going to have the opportunity in the Champions League sta- stage as well. So I think from a from a football perspective, it's a win-win for Anderson and the football club and
0: for Scotland. Okay, um, Alwalid. It's good to see him getting some international football. Uh,
5: of course, it was uh, just a matter of time that he joined joined the team. Uh, happy for him. And uh, it will help, uh, of course, Newcastle, as long as he, he doesn't have much uh, time uh, to play. And uh, hopefully he uh, he do very well with Scotland. And uh, looking forward to see him a uh, very big star in the uh, Premier League. Mitch?
6: International football can only be very, very good for a play, young player development. his career, And then, then in turn, is good for Nacastia United. It'll expose him to different types of players, expose him to different types of conditions. Um, and he could very quickly make an aim for himself in the Scotland squad. He's got the talent and he's got all the ability. Um, so, yeah, right move. And we will benefit from that. There's no doubt about that.
0: And Kev?
7: Yeah, I totally agree. Mitch took my words right out of my mouth. Developmental stage of his career and, again, going into like a random country on a wet Wednesday night to build a bit of character, build a bit of steel about himself, playing against different players and of the like. I'm playing in Champions League football, which, again, will develop him even more. And, again, it, I mean, my grandfather, my Great-grandfather Scottish, so I've got a bit of a Scottish heritage as well, by the way. So, you know, I'm, you know, happy for him to go there. He had no chance at England, but I'm I'm all for the developmental phase of the game in his career where he is right now. And I think it's a brilliant move for him. And obviously, Steve Clark and JCC see something in him where they can take their team forward because Scotland are on the up. Not saying England aren't, but I'm just saying they're in a, a, a big transitional phase to get into the higher echelons of uh, international football, and it can only benefit him, us, the club, the, the the country, everything all the way around. So congratulations to him. It's a massive, big day for him, and uh, yeah, let's see the the fruits of that uh, moving forward. And um, yeah, I would have Harry Maguire, by the way, as an experienced left sided centre half. Just drop that one in there.
0: You would.
3: Yeah, well... Oh, I'm sorry if Buttman's, if they can get Buttman on a crutch it would be better than <laughs> Harry Harrington McQuaire
0: <clears throat> I guess an argument really mean, a I've
7: have a fight about that one but never mind <laughs> we'll leave that one <laughs>
0: Great stuff as always thanks to Kevin thanks to Mitch thanks to Al Waleed thanks to Steve George, Steve and Stu uh, I'm back tomorrow night 6 o'clock tomorrow night uh, with the Premier League show uh, with Melly Bonds. look forward to seeing you all then take care guys
5: Bye, Good night, lads
0: <laughs> Good night. Good night. We still do 7 NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcasting video, this helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email John at nufcmatters.com to arrange today.